I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 74, and it is the Halloween season, so we're going to be talking about some spooky stuff today. Hopefully, that'll be kind of cool. Anyways, I'm the stupid awesome analyst, Jonathan, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hi. And today, we are trying something new. We brought a friend onto the podcast. It's Victor. We're going to call him Victor Jump. And I'm totally cool with that. Glad to have here yeah i should say yeah thank the opportunity guys this is victor's audition we're <laughs> gonna see if he can make a suitable cast Got member stuff yeah victor is is like what wait, 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 victor jump he's the uh he doesn't know anything outside of shonen anime <laughs> <laughs> what a i'm loser. a humble newcomer <laughs> good start okay cool. and no you're not a newcomer you're a veteran we know this ah. we know this for a fact that you are an anime veteran but but you haven't ventured out anywhere further. But that's okay. We'll we'll fix that soon. It's like I've lived under a Naruto Dragon Ball Z rock. All <laughs> <life>. <laughs> nice. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's the Halloween season. We don't. We this is weird, guys, because we actually have another skip week coming up right after this episode. So you won't hear us until November after this recording. So this is we're going to consider our Halloween episode, and we're going to be talking about sco- spooky stuff. I think I said that like six times now. And yeah, it's cool. I'm going to shove it down your throat. We're going to talk about sco- spooky stuff this moment today. And you haven't said it right the first time ever. Yeah, I know. It's sco- <laughs> Scooby, Scooby stuff. Scooby we're going to talk about Scooby stuff. That'd be easier. Just say Scooby <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. We're going to talk, talk about Scooby-Doo today. Christine should have been on this podcast. Mm. Anyways, it's uh, time to kick things off. Let's go into the news section. Let's ring news bell. News. Hey, Victor, that's what a bell sounds Ooh. like. What? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. First up in media news, uh, we talked about um, this thing that popped up. I think uh, Dylan sent along this story to us, which is really interesting. Uh, possibilities of Christopher Nolan directing a live-action Akira trilogy. Um, I would be okay with that. Yeah, right? Okay, so Akira is like one of the most famous anime uh, of all time. And yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like, it, it was one of the first anime movies... To ever hit the American market. Well, at least that was popular. Yeah. It, it, it created a, an uproar of, of yeah. things. Without, without Akira, there would be no anime spike in the United States. Right. And it, it is an incredible movie. It's an incredible spectacle. It's super confusing as hell, but uh, it's... And it always came down to the fact that uh, Akira was created 
you know, or it was created in three-part mangas, like those three mangas that are giant stories, and the movie only really covers the first book. Yeah. So. It, it's, I mean, it's a super long series, and yeah, it's never been really covered, but I think that it would be really cool, because there has been talks forever of... Of, of an Akira movie. Yeah, uh, the poor script that's been lost in <laughs> Hollywood limbo. For, for years, like 10 years, we're talking this script has been trying to be made. But the question Wait, is... so they just made the first movie back in 1989 and then just left the fans hanging on books two and three? Well, I mean, anybody can go out and just buy the mangas um, and they'll find out that it's correct. But yeah, that, that's what the anime... Yeah, exactly. Jeez. And it, it oh, man. I mean, there, remember back when, who was, who was doing the, the version for Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, you're talking about for the remake? The, the, the with, American movie. With like Neo New York? Yeah. Stuff like that? Yeah, Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio it, it, was. It was it. just such a total cluster that it, it, it never got made. Ne- never even thought of getting made. And now we have this news that it's hitting back onto the scene with Christopher Nolan, I mean, who did Inception and the Batman trilogy. Which would don't make it confusing, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no, it it does that all on its own, just fine. It, but I think Christopher Nolan would be the guy to, to pull it off because if you look at weird things like, like like Inception, you know, all of your dream stuff that they had in there, and then you have the darkness of the Batman series, which fits perfectly. I think that into would, yeah, like a neo neo Tokyo dystopia. Yeah, and I absolutely think that that he should do. Uh, he should do a uh, a trilogy for it too, because he covered two books. Well, per plus, movie. Plus, he's no stranger to anime. Um, yeah, Christopher I mean, Nolan, uh, you know, took inspiration from Paprika for Inception. <laughs> Quote unquote inspiration, by the way. Just different things, different elements that are totally anime esque. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I think that I would be excited to do that to to see that. I would be really excited to see Akira and Christopher Nolan's hands. Yeah, me too. Next up, I got a. Uh, hey, check this out. This this was this is actually our first Halloween piece of news for the episode because we are talking about Guillermo del Toro went on Twitter, and he put on blast to hurt our feelings even more about the fact that Silent Hills is not coming. Why is this still going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just well. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> well, he uh, he tweeted the other day saying, "Hey guys, you're missing out. We had." Artist Junji Ito, the creator of horror mangas such as Uzumaki, Gyo, and Tomi, and a whole bunch of other short horror stories, which are absolutely horrifying. Yeah, he um he has like really learned. If you guys don't know who Junji Ito is, just give him a quick Google search. You'll yeah, find out. Google um, search Junji Ito, and you will find. All that you need to know. About yeah, him. Andrew gave me a quick uh, yeah. little imagery. I I, inter- and, uh, I introduced Victor to Junji Ito. And what do you think? My inner my inner man was in the fetal position. <laughs> I I really uh, that's all I'll say about my fears on that. Yeah. So anybody listening, look look him up right now as we talk about. Yeah, this. he's one of the most famous uh, horror manga artists ever. Yeah. Uh, he has perfected taking the uncanny valley and putting it into art and yeah. he knows what he's doing when it comes to that story. now we haven't uh, like specifically in this story came out and said it right away but Guillermo del Toro said that Junji Ito was going to be the character or he was going to be a designer yeah he was going to be a concept Hill. artist yeah a concept artist he was going to make monsters and you know it really makes a lot of sense if you go onto YouTube and you look up the Tokyo Game Show 2014 concept trailer for Silent Hills 
and you watch it knowing that Junji Ito was a, uh, a a character designer or a concept artist on this story, you can really see it. Like you can look at that trailer and say like, oh, I totally see it now. You know, the ball rolling into the room that turns into a human head and then it screams and then centipedes start crawling out of its mouth and then centipedes start coming out of the walls and then there's this really weird slug half human thing crawling down the hallway. You know, oh, it's so horrifying and I am so sad that we are never going to get this property. Yeah, I think uh, Guillermo del Toro just kind of tweeted that out to be like, hey, guys, you missed out. Sup, losers, I'm not in video games anymore. Yeah. Like, he's, like, really rubbing it in the faces that... As well as he should be. He should be super bitter. He has lost three video games. He started three video game projects since coming onto the scene, and not a single one has been made. Every single one's been canceled. I don't know. Part of him's got to be a little sad. Uh, Angry! None of his work will never ever be idolized in video games. I know. Like, I just picture a drunk Guillermo del Toro on Twitter just bashing people. <laughs> yeah, just writing, uh, just writing just, like, like, to activate. Subliminally asking us to petition again. <laughs> <laughs> Forget you guys, I don't need video games. Uh, I don't need it. <laughs> I think that it would. he should just create a Kickstarter that is just an art book filled with the entire concept design, the, the game bible... Everything like that for Silent Hills. Like, some script pieces. He should just do a Kickstarter. People would give him millions of dollars for that. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro, I know you listen to our podcast. You can take that one for me. Go. <laughs> Next up in media news, this is our top story. This We got this from a couple <coughs> fans, Mike, I remember specifically. But this is just bl- on blast everywhere. Studio Manglobe. The studio that is responsible for Samurai Champloo, for Gangsta this yeah, season. most recently Gangsta. The world God only knows. Mm-hmm. I know that you, you had it. And then Evan from Boston Bastard Brigade, his favorite high Tay the Combat Butler. Yep. Now, all those are highly successful series, highly sought after. They are all musts for people who want to be into anime or are interested. I still have not seen half of the anime that they've made. But they're a super popular niche. Their, their studio has put out some of the greatest anime that we've seen in this decade. And they're gone now. Yep, they uh, they just shut down. And you know, honestly, people are, uh, all of our fans are asking us what our true thoughts on this are. And my true thoughts on this are, I kind of saw it coming. I mean, uh, you saw it coming. Yeah, Gangsta was awesome, but the animation sucked. I guess that's true. You could tell either they were having production issues, or they had no money, or something like that. The animation quality lost quality every single episode that was released. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. That's right. You did say that. yeah, Yeah, and then the last episode, you're just like. Like, whatever. You know, they did not care. Like, yeah, they ended on episode 12, mid-fight. Yep. What, uh... So, so... Are they gonna release an episode 13? I, I don't think so. And here's the thing. The series is probably over. The series ended mid-fight. Which means, I mean, the manga is totally available to everybody, which I highly recommend. I actually enjoy the manga a little bit more than I'm enjoying the anime, as I've explained in other episodes. But it's really important to know this... That that they just kind of gave up. 
That really sucks. They just gave up. Yeah, I mean, the, the work suffered because of it. I bet you that some of the animators there weren't getting paid. I mean, granted... If any, you know anything about the anime industry, watch Shirobako, by the way. It's one of the greatest examples of it, and it's also a great anime altogether. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll see in there a lot of good examples of how hard the anime industry is. And they get paid peanuts for, for being animators. They, like, what, $2 an hour? Like, like, the equivalent in yen that they get, that animators get paid, is typically like two fifty an hour in America. And nobody can live off of that, obviously. Being an animator is really tough. It's it's definitely a passion. Um, but that really stinks because Manglobe did did a great job for a long time. You know, Samurai Champloo was one of the first anime that we ever watched on Adult Swim, too, by the way. Um, that just makes me scared because Studio Periot's going, like, the same way. Like, Studio Periot really doesn't have Bleach going for it anymore. One Piece is still alive and kicking, but... A big thing with the animation that's been really downtrodden is Naruto. Mm -hmm. In its final season, they've just been butchering it. <laughs> Absolutely butchering it. See, that's really interesting, too. Could you imagine if the studio that holds all of the Shonen Jump anime just goes away? Mm -hmm. Like, that would that would cause the end of the world. <laughs> it really I would. just really don't know what's happening. Like, they're a pretty successful studio with all that's going on with, you know, Boruto alive and kicking in japan and uh naruto shippuden i mean granted it's over the manga's over but you know yeah there's still so much to be done in the anime it's, yeah so it's so weird though to, to think that it's almost like a lack of motivation it feels like i don't know it's possible the, the other thing is too that they could be getting behind here's a, a thing about the anime industry too is that when you see anime starting to lose quality and then you suddenly hit a recap episode that's because uh, studios usually get behind. Mm -hmm. And recap episodes aren't meant to make you feel dumb. They are meant so that the studio has a break so that they can catch up on some some really awesome stuff, you know, that they, that they can do later on down the line. Maybe there's a fight scene that's really important that they need to work on and make it look awesome again. <clears throat> Use it for a demo reel, you know, and then uh, and they have to work on that. So they put out a recap episode so that they can work on the next episode for another week longer. And yeah, it, that really sucks. But sometimes it just happens. There, there's no, no. just absolutely. Sometimes it's just got to be done. But even still, it it does scare me to to think where the anime industry is going to go. Eventually, it's probably just going to be sole owners of a company in Japan outsourcing to every other country in the world. Like, could you imagine that if 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 Japan only held licenses and the animators were completely different? Yeah, countries altogether. Well. it's... Not too different than what it is right now, but... Well, that's true, but I mean, having no in-house animators whatsoever? Mm. I mean, all you need is money, and they don't have it. That's a scary thought. Does anybody have any more media news before we move on to gaming news? Um, Sword Art Online movie coming out. Reki Kawahari. Like an animation animated movie? Yeah. Really? So I wonder if instead of what they're doing is like instead of doing a whole other season for one of the light novels, they're just making it a movie. It is story. Uh, it is a whole new story, Ooh. and whatnot. So I think it is sort of canon. But well, then I will check it out. Yeah, because I've seen all of Sword Art. As long as they don't do the thing that they do with Naruto, which we've we've talked about quite a bit now. <laughs> You're mistaken, guys. Come on. <laughs> okay, so we got turned on to guys. You should totally watch the first Naruto Shippuden movie. So we're like, okay, cool. 
I stand by those words. So we watched the first Naruto Shippuden movie, and here's the problem with Shonen Jump anime movies, is they don't matter. Yeah. Like, that's really what it really is. They don't matter. Uh, there, There's nothing really story-centric to it. Like, for example, in the first Naruto Shippuden movie, we got just some random bad guys that show up where Naruto and his team help these random-ass characters, and... Well, essentially the question I found myself asking is, why do I care? Like, the whole time. Yeah. Because Rasengan is! Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That, I know that's, like, the go-to Naruto answer, but, like... Because um, Shadow Clone Jutsu! It's so cool! Ah! So, uh... Shadow Clone Jutsu is pretty cool. It's actually really high-quality high animation whenever they do that. No, it is, and it's great. I love Shadow Clone Jutsu. Um... I mean, as everybody knows now, I'm a Naruto fan myself, but, uh, oh, I mean, I've always... You are welcome. Scratch that. I've always been a... No, I've always been a Naruto fan. It's just that Victor is the one who I explained before got me the five volumes for my birthday, and now I have the rest of them. But the movie itself was just a whole bunch of fan service fight scenes, and... That weren't even really that good. I know. The only one that was really good was Rock Lee. Lee. Lee's was good. Yeah. Rock Lee is... Always good. Okay, so I've seen one other Naruto. But it's because movie. he uses Taijutsu. Yeah. And Taijutsu is really cool because you don't have to explain it. Did yeah. he punch him? Oh, then he punched him. It's just like, <laughs> I didn't use this weird, bizarre move that I pulled out of my asshole. And like... <laughs> but here's the other thing, though, too, is that I actually seen one other Naruto movie back in the day, and it was really good. It yeah, was oh the, no, yeah. It was the Ice Princess movie. It was the, like, See, that movie you guys really need to reevaluate, because if you go into with the mindset you guys have now... You will pick that movie apart. You will absolutely pick it apart and leave nothing left. You you might be right, but but the thing I remember about it was the final fight scene was one of the coolest Naruto final fight scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, we've no seen a whole bunch way. of uh, part. It was it was him against uh, I think it was Doryu, and he gets smacked around, and then uh, they're in the land of snow, but his um. The princess's father left some uh, mythical device that will turn the land of snow into the land of spring, and it's absolute bullshit. Because um, Naruto, he goes to Rasengan, and then oh, the sun reflects off these mirrors, which reflects onto the Rasengan, and it turns into a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I know. Um, Taste the rainbow, Rasengan. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> movies for Naruto have just never been any substance. That's right. We're not talking about Naruto. We're talking about Sword Art Online. Yes, I know. We, we got on this really huge tangent that, that left us uh, talking about... We're talking about anime movies specifically, but Naruto's the most recent one that we've seen. However, okay, so Sword Art Online. What they need to do is they need to make sure that it... It can be its own standalone thing, but it has to matter to the rest of the series. Well, like I said, they ha it's Sword Art is a series of light novels. Right. So if they just, instead of making this another season, they just make it a movie. Yeah. Well, that's actually true, too, because if you recall, I mean, the difference between Sword Art Online 1 and Sword Art Online 2 are completely different from one another. They, mm -hmm. they're, co they're actually, like, so even Sword Art Online 1 went into a completely different 180 turn. Yeah, so the, the pattern of Sword Art is threatening, life or life-threatening story, uh, chill out in Alfheim yeah, Online. Then another threatening, life-threatening story... Then chill out in Alfheim Online, <laughs> and then now, so if it's gonna this movie, so is now gonna be movie. other yeah, yeah. It's gonna be life threatening unless they're just chilling again in Alfheim Online. That would be a really crappy movie. Uh, I don't know. I like Alfheim actually. Like as the thing that everybody you hear complaining about being like 
Alfheim sucks. It's like, no, man. Like, you don't get it. So they have... Elf ears. No, no, no. They <laughs> they have, like, all these things going on outside, and then so they go back to this. It's all part of the same world. It's just they have different things going on. They're chilling out after trying to be killed so many times, which is actually kind of amazing because, you know, you get killed in all these virtual games, and it's just like, I'm just going to chill out in a virtual game, I guess. You know, you kind of think that you want to try something different. I actually... Uh... That makes me think about if we if we have this really weird tangent going on. It makes me think about like last time before we recorded, we went to uh, Boston Festival of Indie Games, mm-hmm. and I tried out this thing called the HTC Vive. It is like one of the craziest things I've ever tried in my entire life. It, it okay, so the Vive is is seriously the closest thing that we have right now. It, it's like a neuro helmet. Except it's just a TV screen. It's like you're wearing an Oculus Rift on your head that works in 360 degrees and you have two hand controllers that allow you to, to, you know, hold on to something and you walk around. So the HTC Vive, there were lasers at the corner of the room that that marked out a 15, 15, uh, by, 15, 15. by 15 space. I wore this helmet, I held these controllers in my hand, and I walked around in these environments that were real. Like, they put me at the bottom of the ocean... Uh, in a shipwreck and a whale flowed by and that's my greatest fear in the world is the bottom of the ocean and it freaked me the hell out and then they put me into a kitchen where I got to cook some some simple ingredients but then they also gave me the option of like throwing eggs up against the wall and stuff like that too which is really cool there's an art program where you could draw in 3D space I saw Glenn Keane do it which was amazing Glenn Keane's the uh, the best Disney animator in the world hands down uh, best artist in the world one of the best artists in the world uh, and I got to try it too and then they put me in Aperture Laboratories and I had to fix Atlas, and I failed at it because the way that they did it, they did it so in such a portal type way that it the the it was so brilliant. But I actually felt like it was in Aperture Labs. And then when I broke Atlas, Gladys came down and scolded me, and then she killed me at the end of the demo. It, it was amazing. Um, I seriously enjoyed it, and and that's you know the closest thing that we have to sort out online right now. And that and that, uh, that con was really good. Getting closer to Star Online, it's, it's for real. We really are. That's the point I'm making. That's that's what's going to make the story come full circle, is that we are getting so close to actually having a Sword Art Online thing that we're actually going to be playing these games ourselves soon enough. Yeah. And I guarantee you, they are going to make a Sword Art Online game. The thing once. is, you're going to need, like, ample space. Like, my setup right now is, you know, I'm at my desk, I'm at my chair, like, maybe, like, four or five feet from my TV. Pretty much the area of space you're going to need is pretty similar. Yeah, it's gonna be. You're gonna need a huge amount of space. You're gonna have. You need to have your own room in order to. Use yeah, it, it, so. that's that's what it is. You're gonna have to need like an extra room in your house in order to even. I feel play like I'm just it. gonna come home and be like, ah, I need everyone out of the living room. I need my fix. <laughs> yeah, get right. sort out. Everybody, get out of here right now. I gotta go kill someone. I gotta <laughs> pretend to be Sasuke. <laughs> hey, my Sasuke boner is one well that so that's actually a really good segue into some gaming news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today we're talking about, we have one story for gaming news, but it's super important. Pokemon Go. Oh my gosh, don't even tell me. That's going to mess up my work life. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Could you imagine you're sitting at your desk and you're like, holy crap, there's a Pikachu nearby. And then there's you just Charizard run. on Route 9. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing in this building? <laughs> I gotta go right now. I'm just thinking of all the, like the the PSAs like don't go and drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Billboards on the highway. It's like you just uh. you just see the car like cut across four lanes of traffic. And it's like there's a Bulbasaur over there. There's a Bulbasaur. That's a starter Pokemon. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll be in the woods looking for caterpies. Water, caterp looking for deoxys. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But I can't, like, I can't believe where this thing is going because it's actually telling kids to go back outside. I guess so, but I don't really know how real it is. What do you mean? Like, I mean, I just, it's so implausible to me, like, this whole idea. It's going to use a lot of data. That's what, all I can say is it's going to use yeah. a hell of a lot of data. And um, for sure. the thing that we're going to get out of it is, like, the way that the, the app works is you start up the Pokemon Go app, and it tells you where Pokemon are in your vicinity. And you, it's like a pedometer and a GPS. So G, there's a GPS that leads to certain Pokemon. You actually have to go physically to these places and find them. And so I'm when you go to these places and find them... You can capture them by using, you know, your app on your phone and everything like that. And then you have the Pokemon with you. And if there's anybody using the Pokemon Go app that you come across, you can fight them. And it's like real-life Pokemon. You can be a real-life Pokemon trainer. The 12-year-old in me is just going, ah! You can just physically fight that person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine just, just... Just throw your phone down. Let's go. Just saying. Yeah. Just like Pikachu uh. go and you whip your phone at him. Uh. Or just like... If you don't drop your phone right now, I will punch you in the <laughs> face and give me your Pokemon right now. Just yeah. give it. Do, so. I mean, like, could, and could you imagine if there are people who actually use this Pokemon Go app to the point where they actually become the Elite Four and everybody in the world is traveling to go fight these Elite Four people on their Pokemon Go app? Oh, you heard it here on Wicked Anime. I just have a line outside my house. Just people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, we're gonna, yeah. Now serving, number 82, Bug Trainer. I think it's going to be a cool thing. I want to try it. Like, I really, really want to try it. Yeah. I'm just wondering if... I mean, data's going to be a big thing, but um, I wonder if they'll have an offline mode, maybe? Like, you know, a few, like, hundred generated NPCs where you can just, you know, like, maybe train your Pokemon, just, you know, travel about. That's it's, That's, that's true. more game-like. Yeah. But... I can see I that, know. but the other thing that I'm wondering about, too, is cost. Because there's a Pokemon band that you can buy with it, too. You know, like those fit, those Fitbits or what, yeah, oh, whatever wow, they're called? Really? Yeah. They have Pokeball ones of those now, too. So I think that that uses your global positioning with that band. And uh, I, I don't know how it's, exactly how it's going to work. But I uh, guess we'll find where's, out. Where's the Poke Center? You have to. <laughs> where do you have to go? Is each town gonna have like a designated, like Walmart now? Poker Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walmart now, now serving zero through one fifty. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when when a uh, Pokemon Snap came out and like CVS would have those Pokemon kiosks where you could poke uh, print out your Pokemon pictures. What? Do you remember that? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, when Pokemon, Pokemon when Pokemon Snap came out uh, for the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, places like CVS Pharmacy and, you know, Rite Aid, and I don't know if Rite Aid was back out then, but uh, they have these little Pokemon centers, like these little printouts, and you could print out your Pokemon Snap pictures. Really? Yeah. So I guess a Pokemon center at a Walmart isn't really that far-fetched. Yeah, I guess. Now that you mention it, jeez. Like, we'll just have red boxes and then, like, Pokemon centers. And Pokemon centers. Heal your Pokemon here. That'd be cool. Oh, man. For a fee. Yeah, right. You have to pay five bucks to, to not kill awesome. your Pokemon. I know. My, your Pokemon would always heal automatically. Or they would be, they'd be free. You know, you didn't have to hit, pay the Nurse Joy. It hit on Nurse Joy. What? <laughs> so next up in uh, news, anybody have any gaming news? Yes. Um, 
Uh, now, by the time this episode comes out, there's probably going to be an official trailer. But as of this recording, uh, Street Fighter characters have been leaked. So we have a huge roster of Street Fighter characters right now. Um, huge being, you know, almost all 16 that they're going to announce for the flat rate of the, of the game. One of which we just got our trailer for Zangief. Uh, but now they've leaked the other character that they were going to announce, which is Laura. Who is a uh, Brazilian character who looks like she, who looks like she's straight out of um, like the concept the forgotten concept art of Jury Han. Um, like she looks like a Jury Han concept with bigger and, boobs. With bigger boobs, and because um, she's Brazilian. And well, I don't know. Um, You're goddamn right. <laughs> Victor's Brazilian. Um, anyway. Uh, she, the pictures that they released of her look cool. Um, looks she looks like a character that I would want to try. I think I would play her, but because by the way she looks, it looks like they're not going to release Jury because it's just like, oh, why did they release another Jury? Which sucks because Jury's my main character. But it also looks like that she is a little bit of a grappler character. Yeah, um, she does have some weird moves, like where she's always attached to a character. Like all the screenshots, she's always doing some sort of form of jujitsu on them. Yeah, and another thing, too, is that she also has lightning powers. Yeah. Who was the last Brazilian character yeah. that had lightning powers? Blanca. Blanca, yeah. So I think these characters are going to be directly correlated with one another, which would be really cool. Unless they're just uh, like, all Brazilian people have lightning powers. Yeah, I know. Li yeah. <laughs> Victor, do you have lightning powers? Uh, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Well, with lightning uh, powers, though. Yes. So you would prove it. He's like, Chidori, we... That would be my go-to move. <laughs> so Laura looks looks like it would be cool. I can't wait till her trailer comes out to see how she actually plays. Because as of right now, I'm only really looking forward to playing Corrine. Which isn't um, a bad thing. No, it's it's not a bad thing. I really like Corinne. Uh, and she looks like a blast to play. And she'd be a great substitution for playing as Sakura. Because mm -hmm. Sakura is my, really my main character. Uh, I love playing as Sakura, Juri, and Ibuki. And I can't really say I'm expecting Ibuki to show up right away. Uh, Sakura is a definite maybe because you can't have Kareen without Sakura. Yeah, they're uh, because they're rivals. I want to see Dark Hato Sakura. That would be so cool. Um, I would love to see a Dark Dark Hato Sakura. It all depends on when this comes into the, the timeline. Yeah, because we still haven't figured that out yet. There still is no timeline. Have we talked about how this game is going to work? By the way, have like have we talked about the fact that you buy the flat rate version of the game, and then every uh, every add on will be completely free? Yeah. So on? claims so claims Capcom. Yeah, they claim that every release is going to be free. Whenever they add on characters, completely free. What you got to do is you have to unlock the characters. Unlock they add them it to the game. Characters. Yeah, they add it to the game, and then you have to play the game in order to get those characters. And you never have to buy another disc ever again for Street yeah. Fighter V. <laughs> they're never doing the Hyper Street Fighter. Yep. No, they're, uh, unless they do, they're, but they're going to update it directly onto the disc. Yeah. Which is brilliant. It fixes every problem that Capcom has ever had le releasing an 80% complete game. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, the only thing that I'm really disappointed about is that there's is there's no real inkling that Jury's going to ever show up. And, yeah. and, and Jury, to me, is the most fun character to play as, and I really want to be playing as Jury in Street Fighter V. That's, that's, yeah, that's, I know, yeah, you got Cammy already, so Speaking really of good. which, I actually saw an article about the same thing about Corinne, is that she's kind of ugly. Really? Yeah! Can you, like, 
everybody's losing their minds about the female characters. Like, forget about the guy characters because they're. It doesn't matter. Guys are ugly all the time. Forget it. Whatever. Well, the screenshots of Laura look great. Uh, yeah. She looks really pretty. But so. but the other thing is though, like everybody's freaking about out about any any female character that they've released so far. They're like, oh, she's ugly, Ugh, you know, and it's that's, because they don't really have an anime esque look to them. Yeah, and, and I don't know whether or not it's just the backlash from Japan that's that's doing it, but if it's happening in America too, because I thought that they they look fine. Yeah. But while what they're doing, they're they're kind of ploying Capcom. They're like, look, these characters are ugly, and they take they take a screen cap you know, from, from the trailers and then they tweet them. But the screen caps, you know, there's a lot of really unflattering screen caps from Disney movies too. Yeah. You know, I mean, just look it up and you'll find it, but there it, it's an animation trick and that's the reason why they look ugly. And yeah, cause the lighting is wrong. The, the timing is wrong. It, something they're, know. they're in the middle of speaking and speaking can look really ugly. Yeah. Really odd and bizarre. Mid catch a mid blink or something like that. It, it, it there's a lot of factors, but they're using this to say like, oh, I don't like this character because they look this way, mm-hmm. which they do. They don't. They look perfectly fine. I got some complaining to do as well. Storm four, <laughs> as both of you may know. Yes, Naruto Ninja Storm four. Everybody. Naruto Ninja Storm four, one of the greatest. I mean, not the most technical fighter at all, really. Circle, 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 <laughs> hey, circle. Man. See, Jonathan knows too. I, me and Victor, me and Victor have had long conversations about how Naruto plays. I still love the game. I'm, I'm just, it's just not like a command-based game like Street Fighter or a combo-based game like Tekken. It's yeah, it's just... more like a heavy rain. Press X for Jason <laughs> style game. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> That was brilliant. Jason, 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 Jason. But, um, they've really just been dicking us around with new characters. Like, they usually release, um, in every Storm game. I mean, you gotta have the characters cover the, like, two or three arcs, at least. The Great War is obviously a huge arc. They kind of transitioned over in Storm 3, but didn't fully finish it. I, there's about a hundred, they, no, I was talking about this with Andrew. They left off at Chapter 600 on the manga. So they got 100 chapters to go to fully complete Naruto. And uh, they've released about maybe seven or eight new characters. And they they just, which is, alright, it's not bad. I mean, how many characters can you really fit in 100 chapters of manga? But this is the time to just go back and throw in all those other characters that everybody really wanted to see. And they're just, you know, they're really not letting playing it pretty close to the chest. And um, Masashi Kishimoto actually released a... He's doing some concept arc. arc. He's going back and uh, fully completing Susanos for some of the Uchihas. Yeah. And they just look absolutely amazing. One of the things that's really tough to do about Naruto games is that they always have to increase the cast. They have to put every person in there. And every time they, they release a new game, they like double the roster for people that you can play as. You got a Dragon Ball Z it, man. You just more and more and more. Yeah, you have even the s- you have eleven Goku's. Yeah, right. I mean, this time in in Naruto Storm, they're gonna have like what hundred characters to play as, and I bet you fifty of them are gonna be just reanimated versions of the same characters. Yeah, it's like Naruto is. There's about like seven or eight forms, just in like the last Storm game. <laughs> and and then you have all the generations too. Like you have the young yeah. generation, the old generation. Well, Storm some characters. That was yeah. That was what was interesting was Storm Three only had a, a select few of Part One characters. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they expand that and they have more Part One characters in this one. Are they gonna have Boruto characters in this one? Uh, so yes. far, th- yeah. So far, it's just um, 
Sarada and, and Boruto, though. Pff, that's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with what that. About, what about uh, Hokage Naruto? Uh, nobody really knows. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to assume yes, because if they're actually going to finish the game... That will go uh, creep into the ep- uh, that will creep into the epilogue. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. Um, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this. Uh, so, because I mean, by the time the game comes out, I'm gonna be completely done with the manga for Mar- uh, for Naruto. And then you'll love Sasuke. <laughs> There's still time, man. Just, but uh, yeah, you the last characters are in there too. So Naruto, Sakura, Sasuke, and Hinata. Hinata and Sakura's move sets are really the same. The only thing that differs are their ultimate jutsu, or I'm sorry, their regular jutsus. But Naruto and Sasuke have a completely new move set, which is pretty bitchin'. Circle, 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 circle. Yeah. Ah, they have new animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's it for gaming news, guys. Let's move on to some strange news. Mm-hmm. I got I got some good strange news. Like every story that I have is a top story. Uh, I'm, so let's start off with this one, because this, this one. This one is just so far-fetched and out there that I, I cannot believe that this this happened. I, I saw it on Rocket News, and of course Rocket News is the greatest news source for strange uh, news. There's a story out that two Chinese newlyweds were on their honeymoon in Japan. And on their honeymoon, thought it would be a really awesome idea to beat up a convenience store clerk and get arrested. So in Japan, oh, <laughs> you have convenience stores that uh, uh, they, you know, sell Com- just sell all kinds of products. Kombinis, yeah, called kombinis. And they uh, they went in there and they they got a snack, they got some ice cream. You know, it was really cool. Those those fish things that are really good, or some maybe, maybe some uh, other Japanese weird stuff. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but they they got some ice cream. And they started eating it right in the store. And sometimes you see that in America. And when we see that in America, we're like, oh, what's, what are they doing? That's really yeah. weird. Are you going to pay for that? Or yeah, what? that's a little weird. Can you, you know? pay for that, please? But it's extremely rude in, in Japan. Like, you know how, how everybody has a stick up their butt in Japan about certain stuff like that? You know, it's like, oh, honor. And, and that's, everything's rude. Hey, I don't blame them. That's kind of rude. It is rude. I, I know. In this it's case, I agree rude. with them. Anyways, the couple... They were eating this ice cream, and the clerk was like, what are you doing? Get out of my store. That is so rude. I am so disrespected right now. I'm feeling attacked. And then they said, uh, all right, well, we're going to attack you for real because you you told us to get out. And they beat him up. (laughs) A newlywed couple on their honeymoon. That's a crazy honeymoon gift. Yeah, what what were Chinese Bonnie and Clyde on their honeymoon or something like that? Were they on the run or something? It's like unbelievable and then they exploded <laughs> i don't know it's like no but they're in jail they're in, they're in jail in japan for the rest of their honeymoon because they they wanted to beat up a store clerk over ice cream check this out attention all you pigs there's a uh, new motivational cd that's coming out with pop idols and voice actresses on a cd that insults you to get thinner Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So if you're ever looking for a way to lose some weight, you can buy these CDs. And the title of the CD is Attention, All You Pigs. And the CD <laughs> is just tracks of really cute girls insulting you until you until you get thinner. Like, how do you like how do you expect me to go out with you if you look like a fat pig? Really? Yeah. Dead serious. They're selling these CDs now. I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll try anything that we can to to help anybody lose weight. And like, let me just 
kick my self-esteem into rock bottom, and then maybe I'll do something uh, with myself. <laughs> I totally buy that CD just for the fact that it that that's of, for what it is. I bet you that there would be more normal people looking for that CD just for the humor of it rather than fat people actually trying to lose Well, weight. it is kind of interesting because, you know, the people who uh, pay attention to the pop idols are otaku, essentially. Like, pop idol otaku and stuff like that, and some of them are not healthy. And and those are the people that are gonna buy those yeah, pop idol CDs. They'll and listen, then, right? yeah, maybe, yeah. I, I I just thought that it was the funniest thing. I mean, like it's you know not like some sort of health recommendations or anything like that. Not not easy cooking guides to healthier living. No, I'm gonna insult your face. Japan is such a low key kind of nation, and they would, and insulting is kind of something that isn't really common there, so they resort to this tactic that, you know, is so far-fetched for Japan. Yeah, they, in fact, go way out of their way to make sure they don't insult anybody. Yeah, and so when they come up with an idea like this, it's gotta be somebody's fetish, I imagine. (laughs) That kind of takes me back to the newlywed couple. Like, I, I picture they were back, like, they were just back in their room, like, going at it, and they were like, you know what? No. This isn't hot enough. And then they, <laughs> they just, like, yeah. eating ice cream in the back of the store, and, like, all, like, because, like, you know, I picture Japanese as, like, you know, nice, tranquil people, like, you know, I could, like, you know, fire off a gun, and they, like, you know, they don't scatter, but they just, like, gently, like, you know, walk away. <laughs> That's what but happened. These, I bet you they guys went. were just like, we gotta go full American, and just rub out. <laughs> And, like, all they could think of was just eating ice cream and then just, like, you know, beating people up until something was done about that. Maybe that's what that's what happened. They were listening to that CD, and then they were so depressed about the CD because they felt so insulted that they just went out to buy some ice cream. And the store clerk was like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, why? Because I'm fat! And then they beat up the guy. We already got enough of that in the hotel room. <laughs> so, last up, there's this story. That we've all seen these services popping up where you can rent boyfriends, you can rent, you know, mentor, like any anything like that. They're, they're able to rent for relationships. This seems like this new ongoing trend. Well, there's this new one for ladies. It's called uh, Ikimeso. And this service is a company that allows you to rent hot guys for $65 in U.S. money, $65 U.S. dollars. And they will cry with you and wipe away your tears. So you can rent these guys <laughs> to, to talk about your feelings and and just, like, cry it out with them. And and just, like, oh, my life is so terrible. And, but you're so hot. And, and yet you can rent different kinds of guys for this service. They have doctor guys that you can rent. You can have, like... Like sport guys, you can rent. You can have rich guys, normal now, guys, guys. Like actually have careers. Like, is it like a like a cry Uber? Like a doctor <laughs> just yeah. like after a surgery, you're like, oh no, and then Cindy needs to go cry on me, <laughs> and then just go back into their profession, just like a quick buck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally like a, a part of the services that they will wipe away your tears for you and. All of the guys, it's actually really interesting that you bring that up, Victor, because all the guys in this company, they are licensed therapeutic criers. Like, they actually they actually have a degree and a license to cry with you, to cry it out with you. So, like, they're psychologists. 
basically. So they, but they know how to cry on command. Yeah, they know how to cry. I, I know some people know how to do it. Like some people can throw up on command. Some people can can burp on command. Some people can cry. Just on good command. at reaching in the inner recesses of their mind and just whipping up trauma. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, could you imagine? They can. They have the ability to empathize with anything. You know, like I bet you, like, like. Could you imagine if, like, you say, okay, you say, for instance, that you have a really hard job as a store clerk, and then somebody comes along one day and beats the hell out of you. And, like, <laughs> like you want to cry that out, I bet. You're like, oh, they were so mean to me. They, they took my ice cream. It's like, they took your ice cream. That's terrible. <laughs> Ikemeso. Oh, Therapeutic criers. Let's cry together. Is that it? And that's as strange and as it gets. And that is as strange as it gets. That's so with the end of Strange News, I think it is time to move on to Japan's Fetish of the Week! Yeah. 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 So, for this Fetish of the Week, I got a good one. I, I really like this one. This I, I saw it and I was like... That's it. Uh, so there's a new cafe. Now we're talking about renting services and everything like that. Now there's a new cafe out there called Ore no Yome. Uh-huh. And what that means, the, the definition of that is is my wife. Ore no Yome. My wife. Okay. <laughs> so this, uh, this cafe is staffed with people... You know how we have maid cafes and everything out there that pretend to be maids and they call you master whenever you're in there and everything like that? They hit their lives. Oh, no. There are people (laughs) who, at this cafe, they either pretend to be your wife or husband and they greet you. Can anybody guess what the uniform is? Can anybody guess what the uniform at at this this restaurant is? Naked apron. Um, I want to say just casual wear. Yeah, okay. Um, So, no, Andrew was the closest. Not naked apron. Apron with bathing suits. What? Yes. And the staff there, they they pretend to be your wife or husband. You can you can call ahead and say, hey, I need a wife at this time or I need a husband at this time. And they will come home and, and greet you. Welcome home, dear. You know, and, and yeah, <laughs> swimwear. Who knew? Uh, that's so my fetish. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I feel like there's some imminent danger in doing that. <laughs> I don't know. You got me, man. That sounds really, really not okay. Like, in the fact that somebody is going to get hurt bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would imagine that most of these people who are going there are single in the same <laughs> made cafes. But uh, but there are probably a couple people out there who are uh, looking for a different wife or husband. I don't know. I, I like swimsuits way too much for that to be safe. Like that was, gonna yeah. take one Japanese man with attachment issues. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't. That's like uh, probably a lot of them, unfortunately. <laughs> that was Japan's fetish of the week. Fetish of the week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so next up, we have. Uh, hey, let's statistics. Yeah. We got some statistics for you. And guess what? This one we're going digging a little deep. Because this one is about the Japanese porn industry. Oh, joy. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's do it. Yay. So the Japanese porn is- industry is suffering right now. Can you believe that? It's it's suffering. Yeah. It's, it's in this in this low <laughs> state of... You say yes. I say no. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. Any guess as to what area they may be suffering in? Too many tentacles. 
<laughs> not no, a, not enough. I can't animate that many. <laughs> not enough tentacles. No, no, no. The hentai industry is actually doing fine. You yeah. don't need to worry about that at all. I'm talking about the JAV live action 3D oh, girl porn industry. Okay. And not enough water for the pool. <laughs> not enough. Yeah, no, not enough. Uh, not enough chlorine. <laughs> can't uh, disinfect this. No, that's not it. People are smart, wising up, and not wanting to participate in that kind of junk. Eh, close, a little bit. So, uh, no, the, the answer is, um, uh, there's the males are no no longer willing to do that. Yeah, so, yeah, you're very close. Males are no Chivalry longer. Chivalry wins. <laughs> they... What'd you say? Chivalry wins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know whether or not it's chivalry or if it's just like ah. Uh, the 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 spirit is willing, but the body is weak and spongy. People are just showing up and slapping directors. Is that someone's daughter? Yeah, right. <laughs> See, that would be amazing if that was the actual case. But you know, so if you can believe this right now, there are about ten thousand women in the JAV industry right now. There are ten. That is a lot. Ten thousand, uh, approximately ten thousand women currently in the JAV circuit right now. Jeez. Can you guess how many men are doing that right now? 2,000. 5,000. 70. What? <laughs> there are 70 men for oh casting my. in the industry. I thought I was just being racist by saying I've seen that guy before. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't watch JAVs. <laughs> Their faces are blurred out anyways. No, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> No, so I did the math on this, and that means that there are a hun- approximately 143 women to each man in the industry. Why are there so many women? <laughs> that's a that's really like the good part. That, I think that's the part that's disturbing me the most. I think it's probably because they like they're just like everybody's deprived everywhere, and there nobody's having babies, nobody's getting married, so it's like just like so well, many gotta go women somewhere. Are in it just to like actually find like a husband. Like, <laughs> it, where I know, can right? I find a man? It's at this at this point in Japan, it's probably easier to leave the country, go some other to other foreign country. Yes, and 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 find find yourself a, a husband or wife. I'm here for you, ladies. Because I'm they don't want Japanese ladies. They, they don't want to marry each other. Yeah, that's bizarre, and that is. And on a very strict level, disturbing. Like, that is very, very disturbing. Like, 10,000 people... There's not that many Japanese people to begin with. 10,000 women is a lot of Japanese women. Yeah. Like, jeez. Yeah. But in the article that I read about this, they were saying that, you know, it's... It's not all fun and games for the guys in the porn industry because, you know, there's directing, there's all that kind of stuff. You know, you got to kind of do certain things on command. You got, you can't do certain things on demand in, in certain cases. And like guys are just like, you know what? I just don't really feel like doing that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, mostly in Japan anyways, guys, you're like, you know what? I just don't feel like doing that. <laughs> Tootie girls, FTW. <laughs> and those are our statistics. Yeah, that's... Maybe wow. that convenience store guy moonlighted convenience <laughs> store as some type of porno shop, <laughs> and they were caught on to him. Wow! Thanks for just. Dis- I thought I was only going to be disturbed in fetish of the week. Thanks for disturbing me in statistics. Now <laughs> you're welcome. Ten thousand women. That is really disturbing to me. That, that is a very high number. It's so unsettlingly high. All right, so real quick, let's do a, a little bit of a con report. I did mention before Boston Festival of Indie Games. So Boston Festival of Indie Games, we can make it short because we weren't for we were only there for one day. Uh, there were some cool games that we tried out. There, it was a con that we 
that you got to try either indie video games or or board games that were being developed. We got to try some really cool concepts for games. A lot of them were fun. Some of them weren't. But uh, there, but there were a lot of uh, really talented people there, you know, who are making either board games for kids, for a wider audience. There was one really cool one that we got to try that you played played the game in the pitch black. That was interesting. It was an interesting concept, but still needed to be fleshed. out. It needed to be fleshed out a little bit more, but that's perfectly fine. It was it was this board game <laughs> that you played played in the pitch black, and all the figures in the game they had lights on them, and everybody had different abilities. That was really cool. Yeah, except. One person played three different kinds of monsters, and the monsters didn't have lights on them. What the mo- person who played as the monster had was uh, night vision goggles. Yeah. So they could see the entire board and their monster, and all the other players could see what was directly in front of them. That was a cool game. By the Rights was another game they played, which I think was my favorite thing there. Yeah, By the Rights was definitely the best. It was like uh, uh, Channel A. From, uh, the Channel A is an Osmondi game that I have where you make your own anime by putting, uh, words together to make a title. So much fun. This one, you take plot, character, plot, device, and scenery, and you have to make a movie pitch that way. So it's kind of the same thing, except instead of titles, you're making ideas. Mm -hmm. Why the Long Face was a little fun. Yeah, that was a that was a quick uh, like icebreaker game. Yeah, you take pictures of animals and you either tell everybody to make a face and you say who who can match the animal's face the best, or you make the face yourself and people have to pick which animal out of the group is that one. That was pretty fun. It, it was a good icebreaker game, like you said. Mm-hmm. A lot of really cool games. Our friends from uh, Bright Primate were there showing off their game. Yeah, we played Cat Slugs. Oh, so much fun. Yeah, uh, they have a fun, uh, really Rain fun World. Game. Rain World. Yeah, Rain World. Really fun game. Yeah, totally. Uh, we talked. We talked uh, anime with some of the the game booth guys at Foam Brain Games. At Foam Brain Games, ah, uh, Foam Brain Games sells some really cool stuff. I love their stuff. Uh, and, oh, and then we tried that robot puzzle fighter game where you you were these robots, these pixel robots, where you had blocks and you had, you could turn the board and drop them. It was like Puzzle Fighter. From, yeah, kind uh, of Street in a Puzzle fighter. fighter style. We signed their arcade cabinet. Yeah, they had an arcade cabinet for their game. We got to sign it. We we wrote Wicked Anime on it, and uh, <laughs> so much fun. A lot of these games are, are either being kickstarted or they're planning on being kickstarted because uh, they they don't really have the funding for it. It's this this con is really cool because you can just go for a little while and you can you know find games and play them, try them, and say, hey, that's really cool. I would totally give money to this. Yep, and I would, especially by the rights. I, w- I would play by the rights all the time. Soon enough, we're going to be going to some more cons. Yep, Rhode Island Comic Con is right around the corner. Yeah, and it probably in within our next two episodes, you'll be hearing about Rhode Island Comic Con, and then you'll be hearing also me going to ShadowCon in Tampa. They are happening at the same exact time. I'm going to be in Tampa going to uh, ShadowCon with uh, Sean from the podcast and uh, and Cap from Nerdy Show. Woohoo! And um, and Andrew and Christine are going to go to Rhode Island Comic-Con. That is correct. And they're going to go meet Will Friedel from Boy Meets World. That's right. Lionel from Thundercats. Yes. Ron Stoppel from Camp Possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> but nobody will be in New York to meet Masashi Kishiroto. And that, I think that's... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. John C. Riley from Brohawk Riley will be there, but yeah, we haven't had him on. We haven't had him on the show yet, so no, we we haven't, which is really weird. Oh no, he's been in our, he's been in all both of our anime Boston. He videos. has been in our anime Boston videos, however. So. He's a super cool guy. He filmed our uh, he filmed our panels for us. He did film our panels. so so Brohawk Riley is our is is kind of like our our film Bro, guy. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so anyway, uh we gotta get we gotta get John on the show sometime. Yeah, totally. He'll be able to talk some Naruto's. He will be able to talk Well, and that was the thing too when uh we get Wicked uh Wicked Anna play up and running finally. That's still a um, thing, that's right. That that's kinda taking it we still need to work that out. Well, it's because we're waiting for one, Street Fighter, two uh, Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, like those are the two. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is kind of fun, but I don't think I, I want multiplayer stuff to play. Yeah. You know, so so Naruto and Street Fighter. That's what we're waiting for before Wicked Anna play kicks off. Still, still a work in progress. There's still a couple things that need to come out first. But Street Fighter will be coming out next, and that's when Wicked Anna play will really kick off. Yeah. So along with that, it seems like it's time to move on to what we're watching. You know, actually, as a, as a matter of fact, I haven't really been watching as much as I've been reading. Yeah, you know, I've been reading a lot too, but everybody knows this already. Yeah. What they don't know about me, I've actually got back into manga a little bit, and I've bought the entirety of the series of Love Hina. Which is interesting, because we just came off of our uh, our harem episode. Yep. And since then, I was like, oh man, you know what's the best harem ever? Love Hina. Which Glitch would would totally disagree with me on. But And Victor hasn't even seen it yet. For shame. <laughs> It's so good. I, I've, it, like the the manga is so much more than what the anime was. Like what they covered in twenty six episode. And it's really weird how the timeline is completely different. All yeah. the same events happen, but they happen in completely different orders. They kind of did that with Gangsta too, a little bit actually. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really enjoying Love Hina. It's a twelve volume series, I think, and there's five uh, omnibus that are out right now, and I'm on omnibus number three, and oh, it's so good. It's exactly as I remember it. And Ken Akamatsu is my favorite harm writer. I haven't read The World God Only Knows yet, though. Still. The World God Only Knows is the best. Maybe I am di- maybe I need to dig some harms. I need to go back into harms now and, and work that out. But yeah, I'm reading Love Hina. Oh! I got one more, though. <laughs> I watched one of our Bargain Bin animes, which was... You um, did? Well, it, it, it wasn't an anime per se, but it was directed by um, the same guy who did all... who does all the 3D movies. Like, he did the um, Captain Harlock movie. <sighs> And uh, all that stuff. I forget his name right now. But he did a Starship Troopers movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, was it something bad. It was not good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Starship Troopers is a campy, cheesy movie all on its own. But it's amazing. Like, the original Starship Troopers is amazing. And there, this one wasn't terrible, like, completely bad. But it wasn't the Starship Troopers that we know. <laughs> like Starship Troopers 2 and 3? There was a very, very much so lack of people getting bitten in half by giant arachnid bugs. Yeah. So... Like a break a movie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, my progress on Naruto at the moment is I'm on uh, volume 53 of 72. So I'm, so I'm getting there. I took the time to watch Nozaki-kun. Oh, isn't it great? Yeah, Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. I watched the whole thing. 
Uh, if, if you guys have not seen Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun yet... Highly recommended. Highly recommended. It's so funny. It is. It's one of the funniest animes I've seen in a very, very, very long time. Uh, they use a lot of odd facial expression humor, and uh, it's written not like Japanese humor. It's yeah. written like Western humor. It's interesting because all the characters are written that they all are really smart in some way, and then they're all really dumb in some way. But they're all different from one another, so that all the characters, like, one character will say something, and all the rest of the characters will be absolutely disgusted with what the other character said. Yeah, and one of the things that was really unique to it is that all the characters feel like they could actually exist. Yeah, they're, they're so real. I mean, like, Nozaki-kun is such a brilliant character. Like, there was, he's he's obsessed with everything in life about his manga. He's, he's, a, he's a, a shoujo writer, and... Like, for instance, there's that joke in one episode where he's sick in bed, and he was like, I've been told to stay in bed by the doctor so I can't work. And so he asked one of his friends, here, you get in bed in my place so I can work. <laughs> you know, jokes like that that are, that are awesome. On top of that, I checked out one of the new short animes that came out for this season of anime. Really? Uh, this oh. new this new fall season of anime? Oh man, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah, uh, actually today uh, was released um, the, the start of... Junior High, Attack on Attack on Titan Junior High. What? Yeah, today was the first episode. How was it? I didn't watch it. Oh, I thought you said you watched it. No, I, I, I downloaded it. Um, uh, report coming in the next episode. Yeah, and then... You have to um, wait till November. And then... But I, this one was called Hackadolls. Oh, uh, Crun yeah. Yeah, Crunchyroll posted about it. It's um, it's a short anime, um, and it's only really made to be cute. That's it? Well, because it's a short anime, so it's not... Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of cute anime girl hijinks. Uh, where there are these computer programs that need to help you with your everyday lives, but anime cliche, they're terrible at it, you know? It's kind of like the paperclip from Microsoft Office. Yeah, so uh, so <laughs> if you guys uh, want to just see something that's cute, um, funny, and does not waste any of your time because they're only seven-minute episodes, uh, Hakadol started on Crunchyroll. Cool. So check that out. I will. Hey, uh, Victor, what are you watching? Right now, I've just been trying to, you know, steer Andrew on the right path, Naruto. So I'm <laughs> kind of like delving back in. And the thing is, uh, being a newbie, or not a newbie, I'm a, I'm a veteran, so to speak. But just having these two, like, shining beacons of anime in my life. It's, um, <laughs> having Andrew as, you know, like, you guys have the uh, story expertise. And, you know, you guys have been trained in you know what makes a good story composition climax rising action all that good stuff and uh andrew's really been picking apart naruto for <laughs> me like you know really like you know just sort of like molding my ideology not to conform to his but so to like you know well this is how like you do a story man this is how you do it and it's been really interesting because he's brought up a lot of cool new points in naruto that i've been we're not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but um, he's just really just kind of like, you know. Yeah, kind of uh, the, one of the things that we had in, a, in conversation was I said that it's cool that we've, we're both reading Naruto. Uh, I mean, you're already done with it, but you're reading it again. But we're both reading Naruto, but we're getting two completely different experiences and different stories out of it. Like, he, like we're understanding two completely different concepts of Naruto. Uh, and which is really, really interesting to me. Yeah, I understand that you guys are both at odds about characters. Like, yeah. you're, like you guys are at odds about Sasuke, <laughs> and you guys are at odds about Sakura. Yes. Victor, uh, as pre-mentioned, has his awkward Sasuke boner, where yes. I like I don't know where it comes from, because it's I just, just hate comes from his pants. He's, he's it comes bat, from his pants. Like, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I've got some some cool qualms, or not qualms, I should say, but I've got some qualms with yeah, some qualms with Sakura about how she really doesn't like. It's Shonen, man. We, let's see the power-ups. Let's see transformations. I want new moves. I want fists flying through enemies at super speed in some spirally uh, Rasengani motion. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Victor uh, really has taken to the fan service of, you know, oh, this action was really cool. Oh, this action was really cool. Oh, this action was really cool. Where I'm sitting back and I'm just like... What's going to progress the story? This fight went on for too long. Five volumes of fighting. Like, what the hell? Like, uh, and then, you know, it's just like, when are they going to meet up? When are they going to talk? When are they... Because, uh, like, right now, um, without saying anything too spoily, uh, spoilery, I'm reading currently uh, Naruto's parents' backstory and Naruto meeting his mother. And that, to me, is just gold. I'm just like, yes, they're talking to each other. That's progressing the story. And I'm learning more. And it's beautiful and so well done. Nobody's fighting. Like, this is great. Like, you know, there's a little bit of action, but it's not going to go on for five chapters. It's going to end right here. You know, and uh, and that's what I like. Uh, I really like that kind of stuff. Like, when, especially when, you know, you have characters like Sasuke and Naruto who just want to fight all the time. And, you know, it's just like, ah, I want to be the strongest and I want to kill you. Um, and then it settles down and goes back to Sakura where she's, you know, the... The I'm gonna progress this now character, so that's what I yeah like I really I really enjoy it in that way. It's pretty neat. For me, it's um, the story is just pumping up the next transformation. <laughs> like <laughs> like um, there's this awesome scene in the war where like you know you know Naruto's uh, he's sort of like you know he has to come to he has to come to an agreement with the tailed beast that's like you know living inside his body. And uh -huh. it's really cool how they did it, and like you know, the story just builds, 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 builds. Boom! Transformation, new looks, new moves, and it's just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, like, the, it's like the beginning of July. Like the first, like up until like July Fourth, you're like, well, it's just July, and then boom, fireworks in the sky, <laughs> cool, awesome. And then it's just you know. Well, and it's it's like I explained to you. Um, uh, we recently watched Naruto: The Last. Uh, which was awesome. I really, really loved that movie. But uh, the only thing that would make that movie even better is if there was no fighting in it. Yeah. Like, and uh, and I know what you explained to me there, Victor, was, was, but you have to service the fanboys. You know, you have to, you have to have Rasengan <laughs> or else it's not gonna work. But, like, there's, peop there's people like me sitting back that was just like, Act 1 of Naruto The Last was Perfect. Yeah, I agree. I they were in. The best. They were in Kanoa Village, living their daily lives, having uh, some ramen, having some ramen, and Naruto is a sensei, and everybody, all the little kids look up to him, and, and all Hinata the chicks, all the yeah, all the chicks want to date him, and all Hinata wants to do is fall in love with him, is give him a scarf. Yeah, and 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 he's. He's dense and it's cool because you're learning such story and then it's like, hey, I'm a really useless bad guy that you're never going to care about. I'm going to kidnap Hinata and the next two acts of the movie are going to be these large fight scenes and we're going to go to the moon. <laughs> like, and then, and, and it's just like, I don't want that. Like, I, I just don't want to go to the moon. I want, like, I want Hinata and Naruto to fall in love. Not because they're fighting somebody. I want them to fall in love because they just do. Like, well, it was Kishimoto's first um, Naruto movie where the focus was, 
love. Yeah. And that being said, I think he did a pretty good job. Like, granted, the act. This was, in my personal opinion, like one of the one of the crappiest actions out of the whole series. Um, you guys, in my personal ranking, I in terms of action, I'd say it goes five, six, two, seven, one, three. <laughs> and the fact that you know that is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Means that well, this is not his first attempt at putting these movies in order. No, not at all. And, like, it was really, it just felt like in the last, it just, like, he was just really trying to service the fans and it needed to be there. And it was really, like, towards the end of the movie when they were on the moon, they were. it was like those uh, those clashes where they, they kind of, like, those ninja clashes where they hit each other and then they just bounce off and then they yeah. hit each other and they bounce off and, like, all over the moon. And it was just like, nobody gives a shit, you're destroying the moon. Like, yeah. it's, it's cool, but, like, we want to see some, like, you know, hits being exchanged. Like, close-ups. Like, it would have been cool if they, like, went in with a few slow-mo shots, maybe. I don't know. It would have been cool if they just introduced no bad guys. And the there was, like... There has, still has to be... Like, to make a good story, there still has to be conflict. And there can be conflict... But you can do that without. You can do that. Yeah, exactly. You can you can do that. Uh, that's what I was about to say. But you can do that without Rossingons. Like surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shoot a cannon at the moon. So overall, I really enjoyed. I'm I'm still really enjoying my Naruto exper- experience. I'm glad that my fan being a fan beforehand of Naruto isn't has no or it's not that it didn't have any basis like I'm still really enjoying Naruto for what it is I'm just knowing more about it is all uh, and I really really love it and oh my gosh that's right next week we're all going to see Boruto woo! yeah woo so actually that that'll come up in the next episode we'll probably talk about it it will that. but that's not going to be for a while right yeah. so like so this episode will be released a week after we've already seen the movie or or like four a couple days, days. Yeah, yeah a couple, couple days, days after we've seen the movie so you guys will hear about it a little bit later mm-hmm. but i'm so excited for boruto but i'm also incredibly prepared to be disappointed because um i don't know how far you'll be in the story when well, boruto comes out Right, and uh, and the thing is, is the reason why I'm so ready to be disappointed is because I want it to be about Boruto and Sarada, but I know for a fact they're just gonna be like, "Oh, Naruto and Sasuke," you yeah, know. That's that's and, and I've seen some clips, and that's really all it looks like. And the bad guy, I'm just ready for you guys to like surgically, <laughs> just, uh, surgically take him to pieces, yeah. and um. I don't know, but, like, the bad guy really doesn't look too different. Like, you know, I'm here, boom, village. <laughs> See, like, okay, so here's my prediction. Not, not my prediction, but what would make the perfect Boruto movie. The entire Chunin exams. That's it. Yeah. That's what that, the Bor- Yeah. Bor- the first Boruto, the movie, all it is, is their Chunin exams. The end. Perfect Boruto movie. Cool. But it's not going to be that. I predict... Um, some super crazy hope Rasengan that, <laughs> and it's gonna be, it's gonna have to like, it's it, this movie's all about like the new generation. I guarantee you. I don't want to say Sarada has a like a role to fill in taking down the final villain. I think since it's, I, yeah, I think Naruto San Borto is gonna be responsible for shooting some crazy epic Rasengan. <laughs> At the villain, it's just just all gonna come crumbling down. Yeah, either that or he just learns how to do it. Yeah, See, maybe. and the thing is, is I want to know. All I want to know is, and all I care about, really, 
I'm not all I care about because I'm really excited for this movie, but I want to know if I'm going to know about all the children, like all the characters that we have grown up to know and love as Naruto characters. I want to know about their children, who they belong to, what they're doing, what's going on, you know, which they've showed up in the epilogues and they showed up in the Boruto Gaiden uh, that got released, but I want to know more about them. Chido, yeah. Chido, uh, Chunin exams. Ta-da! You know? I said Chidori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost said Chidori, yeah. But Chunin um, exams. No, I think they definitely will. Because you gotta have that, like, 15-20 minute, just like, you know, this is the Leaf Village. Cool, so that was a heavy Naruto what we're watching. That's yeah, great. well, that's kind of what we brought brought Victor on for. Yeah, it's I know. what he knows, and we did it. Alright? So, cool. Uh, but now we're gonna move on to our Tapagachi of this month. Yeah, gonna move on to some spooky stuff. Uh, I... I got some stuff that I want to start off with, which don't really know too much about. This is some cultural stuff about Japan itself. And, hey, what does Japan know about Halloween? What do you know about Japan, Halloween? (laughs) Um, Other way around. (laughs) What do you know about Halloween, Japan? (laughs) This is really interesting because... Did you like Halloween is a, a newish newish concept to Japan. It's been around for a while, costumes and whatnot in Tokyo, having parties and everything like that. <laughs> it's called cosplay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's that's where you know the whole thing, you know, sp- sprang from to begin with in uh, in in Japanese culture. So they're like, "Hey, cool, you know what? Let's find another day to dress up." And so Halloween over the years is becoming more and more popular. It's never been in October for them. Like the October Halloween parties and stuff like that never been a thing. However, the way that Halloween is conducted here, our scariest time of year, is like child's play to what they have, which is the closest thing to Halloween in Japan. They have this thing in Japan where it, in August, they they have this thing. Uh, it's an the Oban holidays. Uh huh. The Oban holidays take place in August. Okay. And the Oban holidays, they talk about this this lore called. Uh, it's like a type of ghost called a yurie, and a yurie is a ghost that is haunting somebody based on revenge. Yep. So. You have two kinds of ghosts. You got the yurie, which are the really scary ones. They're out for revenge, and they are going to kill you. Or you'll hear all about these things called obake, which are the cute ghosts, you know, kind of like Casper the Friendly Ghost, uh, yokai popular kind kind of things. Obake is just a a broad term for ghosts, whereas yurie are an evil, gross spirit that want to harm you. And that is what August is all about, the Oban holidays. They t- it, it, during those hot days of summer, they they tell ghost stories. That's why you see they t- them telling ghost stories in 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 summer episodes of of an- certain animes. When they like, uh, I remember one in Boku Tomodachi in in Haganai. They uh, yeah, they're at the summer house and they tell ghost stories uh, by candlelight, and then all and some, none of the characters can sleep. They do the same thing in uh, Azumanga Daioh. Yeah, that's right. They do. Yeah. Um, so, so whenever you see a summer episode and they're telling ghost stories, it's because it's the Oban holidays and it's the scary time of year for them. It's basically they they're sharing their creepy pasta stories. Oh, I love creepy pasta. Yeah, but um, Victor does not. You don't like creepy pasta, Victor? Dude, like I like sleep, man. <laughs> like I, I just I'm pretty creative in my mind, <laughs> and I just I put together these these scenarios where I'm just encountering these whatever creepypastas I'm hearing but like that night we all talked about creepypastas in the car was I just I went home 
and I just, you know, cuddled my dog. <laughs> because <laughs> what, uh, I hope he can send spirits. <laughs> and he's blind, so he, yeah. you know, he's just like, who's hugging me? <laughs> he's going to look out for you. Um, uh, so, so what creepypastas have you read? I actually only heard about creepypastas this year when I met all of you guys. Zach told me about some crazy Spongebob creepypasta. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Squidward suicide. suicide. That one is horrifying. And it was like, I watched the YouTube video and it just kept zooming into his <laughs> eyes. And it was just like that crazy groaning in the background. It reminds me of, have you guys ever seen the movie Ghost? Ghost? With Patrick Wait, Swayze. Like with Patrick Swayze? Yeah. yeah you, you remember when those black things would come out of the ground they'd be like, yeah. yeah. like that the whole time, but like much more ominous and just zooming into Squidward's oh. eyes and it just freaked me out. So yeah. I heard about that one and then there was the Rugrats with Angelica. They were all like a um, figment of her imagination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's not really as much of a creep boss as it rather is just a really crazy fan story. And then yeah. Ed, Ed and Eddie was pretty bad too. They were all yep. in purgatory and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I have never desired to know anything else. Alright, cool. Hey, check it out. I told I told him about Candle Cove. Candle Cove is my favorite. Candle Cove is my absolute favorite. Yeah, so uh but anyway, this is besides the point. No, Uh, it's not. I want to freak Victor out. (laughs) You were talking about the ghost stories that they tell in August. Yeah, I don't really have any specific ones that they tell or anything like that, but it's just It's just some interesting history about Halloween. It really is. I mean they it's it's pretty cool. There's a book that they reference to in this article that I'm reading from Kotaku. Um, Matt Alt, uh, co-author of a book called Yuri Attack, was saying how Halloween is like such a kids kids version of what the Oban holidays are. Right. So if you want to look into the Oban holidays, look into Yuri Attack. Matt Alt and um, Hiroko Yoda wrote that book. Nice. So creepy stuff in anime though. One of my favorite horror animes of all time at the current moment is uh, Another. And Another is less of a ghost story and more of a demonic curse story. They did a really good job at just making it super unsettling. People die, and people die in horrific ways throughout the entire show. And it's so disturbing on a personal level because it takes place in a classroom of kids. And so you know all the characters... And you're just kind of like, well, all these kids are dying. What's the repercussions of it with their families? And, and it's, it's weird to watch it because, you know, kids dying left and right. And the, and the parents are so aware of their situation because it's a cursed classroom. Uh, so you kind of have to think about the aftermath of it all and just being like, Oh, children are dying. There's like, that, that's weird. There's that writer's instinct kicking in. Instead of just like saying, oh, wow, that, that's horrible that children are dying. You're also saying, oh, what happens to the, everybody else after the children are dying? Yeah. You know? And it doesn't, even, it doesn't even bring that up, which is a really weird thing. And I, I think that's a really strange thing that, that Japan does. Is I've, I've seen a lot of, uh, of anime where, where death is a really prominent and, and hard-hitting thing. Because they make it seem so real. Yeah, um, well, and that's why, like, my whole thing goes, like, I, I talked to Victor about this as well, is, um, I don't believe humans should be fodder. Right. So, like, uh, so, pe- like, you shouldn't just go around killing random humans because they're humans, you know, um, you should, if you're gonna kill a character in a story, make it worth something. Like, don't just f- kill people like fodder. Um, but that has nothing to do with, um, horror. Uh, creepiest anime I've ever seen, or so far, is definitely another, 
Uh, highly recommended because it's so disturbing on a level because children are dying. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but children aren't dying senselessly. It's it's super story driven and it's really really good. Are they also I, I actually evil at all? Or are they just regular kids? No, yeah, they're uh, like it's about a school. And if you get put into classroom three three, you're automatically subjected to the curse of the classroom. Uh, every other classroom in the school is fine. It's just this classroom has this curse going on it that somebody will die. I highly recommend the anime. It's so fantastic. That's, yeah, it sounds pretty horrifying. Another one on a lesser level, which is more of just like a slasher film, but also has to do with killing children, would be Corpse Party. <laughs> oh man, Corpse Party! Um, remember I talked to you about this uh, at work, Victor? Yeah, sounds familiar. It's just a short OVA. It is. A, yeah, it's a short based form, on a game. So, uh, based on a game, and there's also a manga. Yeah, I did watch Corpse Party, and after I watched it, I was uh, I was also semi disturbed, like because understandable. Uh, yeah, well, it was uh, messed up. It was messed up, like, and I'm, and it's not just like watching children. It's like elementary children. Like you're watching, like, geez, like I've never, th- like, you know how you always kind of get that feeling of. Of all, oh, the hero's gonna come save him just in time. Well, this uh, anime that doesn't happen. No, you know? not at all. Um, and we—it was one of those things where I was considering putting a clip of it into the hardcore anime panel, but then I was just kind of like, eh, "That's less fun and more just gross to watch." <laughs> Let's all just sit and cry with each other. We, yeah, we'll, we'll rent some we'll hot dudes to <laughs> to wipe away your tears. <laughs> oh, Victor was on the same page. Got men who wipe away their tears. Yeah, that's awesome. Bring him on in. He's a doctor. He's a police officer. He's a convenience store clerk. Don't eat his ice cream. Um, I'm still considering putting it in the hardcore anime panel. But the thing about the hardcore anime panel is we find clips that we're able to make fun of and laugh along with. I just couldn't watch this clip and laugh along with it. No, I, I, something about something about kindergarten kids getting their tongues cut out was just not <laughs> not very funny. Wait, did you watch the, it? The tongue in general just being ripped out. That's just like take away. Language. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, take that's away right. Somebody's do. eyes before you take away their language. I would totally rather have my tongue cut out than my eyes. Really? Just saying. Yeah, because yeah, I wouldn't be able to watch because, anime. Well, be, well, <laughs> because I don't need to. I don't need my tongue to do art. I can. I can draw and write everything, but I can't. I need my eyes in order to do that stuff. I think I'd rather just like lose an ear. <laughs> and, and how cool would it be if it's just like, see that guy over there? He's mute, and you know, like he can't talk. So it's just like, oh, he's mysterious in that kind of a way. <laughs> so you are Sasuke. <laughs> don't insult me uh, I watched uh, Berserk I remember um, you, you guys posted for the, the panel that clip of him yep. just like in the moonlight just chopping and that for me was like oh oh <laughs> like I so remember horrifying when, in a different way yeah when I watched uh, the first mo- anime movie that ever had like serious decapitation or anything and it was um, that movie with Ghibli, Ghibli about uh, oh Princess Mononoke Princess Mononoke he was shooting arrows and people's heads were chopping off which was really confusing because <laughs> yeah. he's on horseback just like ah and like heads were flying off. I was like what like <laughs> I never got that that was so weird <laughs> I just didn't understand like did they turn into I thought it was just like maybe they turned into swords on impact <laughs> Princess whatever. Mononoke was really creepy to begin with. It yeah, because yeah, well, because they had those uh, create like the animals would get covered in that curse, and they'd yeah. like turn into 
tentacle things. Yeah, tentacle monsters with, like, worms all over them, which was really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, but then even still, like, the forest spirit? What a horrifying creature. Like, that deer thing that stared into your soul. Yeah. And then the wood, uh, the wood sprites, the, the things in the trees that would... Yeah, that would click. They would just rattle around. Yeah, that was weird. That clicking reminds me of those, uh, Korean jump scare comics. Oh yeah, uh, have you ever seen those, Victor? I I just those those Korean jump scare comics are so great because like it drags your screen for you. Like you get to a certain point and like it automatically moves the screen, yeah. and, like forces you to watch. I was like, no, 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 what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> like even if I were to touch on Naruto, like that the way they designed the uh, nine tailed the nine tails is creepy. No, like they, he's really not that creepy. But it, but the way they like designed him, they designed him to be creepy. They essentially, you know, put black circles around his eyes and and made it so that his eyes were really clear. And he's always baring his teeth. The fact yeah. that when you look at anime characters, typically you don't see teeth uh, in a, in a character. When it, whenever uh, a character is smiling or anything like that, it's all one shape. Either teeth are always white with one line going across the middle to differentiate the top and bottom of the teeth. Now, when you have villains or anything like that, a really good example of it would be uh, Helsing uh, Ultimate. Helsing Ultimate shows a lot of individually drawn teeth, especially with the bad guys, like Alexander Anderson or the Nazi guy. Whenever they're talking, it's always a zoom in on their face, and they're smiling, and every single one of their teeth is individually drawn. Yeah, and they, for some reason, that's a really unsettling thing. Yeah, they talk with their teeth. The, it's weird. Yeah, the more teeth that you add, the creepier something becomes. So whenever you want something to seem evil, you always add teeth to it, which I always found which was a really interesting tactic that, that they did. And and there's this really awesome video on the internet, uh, Why Are Things Creepy? Do you remember Vsauce. who made that? Vsauce. Yeah, Vsauce. Vsauce, yeah. Why Are Things Creepy? Great that is an awesome video it explains so much in media and and how to make something not it doesn't necessarily tell you how to make a good piece of media but it tells you how to make something unsettling or creepy in a piece of media you know like the the one thing that they show is the the teddy bear in the dentist's office with all the teeth and it's like oh hey let's not make uh you know, children scared let's see show them teeth with teddy bear well guess what teddy bear with full human teeth is absolutely terrifying yeah sounds <laughs> and then the other thing that they always yeah. use in japanese media is the eyes the eyes are the window to the soul there's so much expression going on in the eyes that's why they use draw the eyes so big in anime or one of the reasons why they draw anime eyes so big is because you can show a lot more uh yeah i one of the, my most favorite things that they do whenever they show fear in anime is they show the pupils dilate yeah i actually really that love that tactic so too cool like and the, and the, but the weird thing about anime is that they don't make the pupils dilate too. They make the iris dilate, so they just make the entire eye get smaller as a whole. Uh, and whenever they use that ta tactic, I love it. Yeah, it's a it, really effective tactic. Very effective. I know exactly how the character is feeling when they're scared in that very moment. Well, in the spirit of Halloween, those are a couple more examples. Uh, you should absolutely watch Helsing. Yep. Um, another one that would be really great for Halloween... Um, if you have time on your hands, it's Higurashi. Um, yeah, that definitely... one takes up a lot of time. Well, because, like, and that's the thing, you you never usually show Higurashi at, like, anime clubs or anything like that because it, the the fact that it's scary is a build-up. It builds up the fact that it's scary over the course of four episodes. Helsing is good. It's not creepy, but it's, it's you know, 
vampire vampires. And nightmare and awesome vampires um that's whatever uh we we had a really good discussion earlier about junji ito and uh if you guys oh his horror collections are so scary i actually yeah i'm gonna check out uh, a lot of junji ito's horror horror collections uh but yo is actually an anime now yeah it's one of his more popular ones too it's about parasites that latch themselves onto fish and now fish can crawl up onto the land and they have like these spider legs and they eat people yeah so there's like this scene where there's like a one of the most famous ones that you see is the shark yeah there's like a spider shark so like it's yeah this shark with spider legs crawls up on land and starts killing people. and it's like walking around these people's house and it's like That's trying awesome. to get in yeah, it's like it's like if you were camping and a bear attacked your campsite. That's exactly what this scene feels like. Except it's a great white shark with spider legs trying to get in your house. What's it called? Gyo. Gyo. G Y O. One Piece did a semi cool um, Halloween arc. They you said it. it was crappy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but for <laughs> I thought it was crappy because I'm I'm personally not a big fan of the spooky. I'm uh, I'm very much terrified by my own shadow and so a season of that isn't really you're a own. jumpy dude aren't you yeah i'm pretty jumpy andrew is well aware <laughs> um what do you scare him at work all <laughs> the time the enemies were zombies but that's all he kind of really did with it he never they like they were zombies and then they just went into an arc and everything was kinda, it was nighttime and you know there were a few skeletons along the way but he he never really <laughs> embraced that like sort of like terrifying ominous nature of halloween just like he through his own, like, Ichido, Ichido Oda is very much, he tries to, you know, have hilarity ensue in the midst of battle. Mm-hmm. It was cool seeing, like, you know, skeletons and zombies, like, be scared by these One Piece characters. Because <laughs> they were just nice. so strong. It was pretty cool. Wow, okay. Um, so, uh, I actually found here on Tumblr uh, a collection, a list of all of Junji Ito's works. Uh, ones that are full-length stories have multiple <coughs> volumes or chapters. Um, and then a, a huge collection of all of his short stories. Um, so we'll, we can post this to the description below. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm totally interested. So, um, and if you guys are interested in reading some scary stories by Junji Ito, here you go. <laughs> Junji Ito's the man today. Yeah. He's, it's like, he's the reason for the season. I kind of want to meet him. I don't know. I, I don't know how he would be. Would he be like a really creepy guy? I don't know. know. Have you seen, you've seen his picture, right? No, I haven't. Uh, Victor thinks he looks like a serial killer. I really? Do, I do. He's just, he's got that serial killer look. Flannel shirt, glasses. <laughs> <Just> the, <laughs> nah. <laughs> he looks like a cool guy. Yeah. Here's a, you know that, okay, so Victor, you know that picture I showed you has that, like, blank stare on his face, no smile, like, yeah. he's, he's, like, half smiling, but he's just got a, a blank stare? Well, here's a picture of him with that same face on, but he's holding a cat. Like, <laughs> The cat looks horrified. Yeah. It's like everybody, uh, like every shot, every picture ever taken of Junji Ito is a candid shot. Like he doesn't, he doesn't expect it. Like I just picture him, he's got like a meat locker in his basement (laughs) and you know, he just experiments on people. He just goes down there to draw, you know, he's like, all right, let's try this drawing technique. This is the one that like everybody always, uh, is really famous is from his short story, Uzumaki. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look up Uzumaki. See what you get there, there, Victor. That looks like a Silent Hill creature. Uzumaki. So bizarre. I feel like my soul's getting sucked into Google Image. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so you guys sent us a ton of fan service like, thing that we oh had. Oh my gosh, a ton. Because you guys like uh, 
you knew you saw that huge break that we had so along that line you guys just didn't stop which is great thank you very much we're never going to be able to catch up uh first off um we'll start with uh wicked fan scott here and um he's going essentially he sent us a whole bunch of stuff one thing he sent us was uh chuck jones's guide to writing a, a wild oh my gosh i loved this picture yeah so it was just a picture of the eight rules to making a wily e. coyote cartoon uh, number one, coyote can't be hurt except uh, when Roadrunner says beep beep. <laughs> no outside force can harm the coyote, only uh, his inept failure on the products. That's what I like. I like that. <laughs> yeah, the coyote could stop any time if, if he were not a fa- fanatic. No dialogue ever except beep beep. Well, the fanatic <laughs> thing right there is saying like a fanatic loses track of what he's doing, which the coyote was just hungry. He wanted to... He wanted to eat the Roadrunner because he was hungry, because he's a coyote, and that's what they do. Yeah. And the Roadrunner was his target for that time. But then he became a fanatic because he became obsessed with catching the Roadrunner. Like, it was his life mission. Like, he's no longer hungry. He just wants to catch the Roadrunner. Yeah. Rule five. Uh, Roadrunner must stay on road. Otherwise, logically, he would not be called Roadrunner. <laughs> All actions must be confined to the natural environment of the two characters, Southwest American Desert. All materials, tools etc. Must be obtained from Agni Corporation. Whenever possible, make Gravity Coyote's greatest enemy. <laughs> the Coyote is always humiliated and harmed by his failure. <laughs> those are the eight rules. If you follow those rules, then you've made a successful Wily Coyote cartoon. Yep. Scott also wanted to mention uh, uh, the and bring up the fact that there is an American interpretation of Death Note coming out, live action. Really? And he kind of wanted to see like what we would do if we were to do a pitch ses- session of that. So maybe we'll bring it up. I don't know what I would do. Yeah, right? Oof. And then, of course, uh, we have the news of the Black Burger. Uh, kind of... Yeah, why didn't we talk about this? This is for Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I did want to talk about it, but I felt like this was uh, better for fan, uh, service. fan service. The Black Burger essentially is coming out in America for Halloween, but it kind of started in Japan. Yeah. With, uh, with, with this, this... Yeah, the Squid Ink Burger. Which I totally would want to try. Yeah, uh, so it's not a foreign concept at all. Um, hey, no, a correction, it is a foreign yeah. concept. It's been brought to America. <laughs> oh, also I should mention that uh, Scott sent us along uh, the comic book hum- uh, Humble Bundle for this month had uh, manga in it. Really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like Humble Bundle a lot. Yeah, they do some Bundle? good stuff. Humble Bundle, you can uh, donate money to charity, any certain amount, and they give you games for it. What? Yeah, they they can give you like eight <coughs> games, like, for uh, like console s- games or Steam. Yeah, console games, PC games, mobile phone games, and finally from Scott, uh, he wanted to talk about children's shows. Uh, so he had a children's show f- uh, follow up for us. Oh from that yeah, okay. Uh, so he wanted to talk about UK children's shows, and one of them that is really famous there is something called Magic uh, Magic Roundabout, which is a French stop motion animation show. Yeah. Apparently, when UK got the translations for it they didn't use them they just kind of improvised they samurai pizza cast it yeah they exactly yeah samurai pizza cats and then he said um more children's cartoons from the uk are geared towards kids but weird uh they they grab in the kids because they have gross subject matter kind of like in a ren and stimpy kind of way it sounds but it's got called uh, one's called horrible histories which is Gross parts of history. Huh. And then another one called Wolves, Witches, and Giants, which is retold fairy tales. I want to see this show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. And he also said, wanted to mention, uh, he needs to rewatch Beyblade because it was stupid. Yes, <laughs> Beyblade was Beyblade. stupid. I, no, yeah. not the anime. I loved 
like the actual just the toys. Oh, like the product of I it, had, which is what they were made for. I had a jacuzzi, and I would like I would never use the jacuzzi. To me, was like a Beyblade Coliseum. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it wasn't ever a jacuzzi. It was just like, hey guys, come over. My mom lets us use the jacuzzi for Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! And it's never like, oh, let it rip. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, never the loser had to make everyone hot pockets. It's <laughs> 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 so money to go buy. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mike wanted to bring up with us that because some of us might be interested, that being Dylan, who is not here at the moment, there's a manga coming out uh, specifically focused around 29-year-old women, three of them, who all go out and they're like alcohol connoisseurs. They all come from different walks of life and they all like different preferences of alcohol. Okay, so Mike then sent us more strange news. Kind of strange news, but we're kind of putting this in fan service because it's a, um, it came from a little while ago. And it's a pop idol group called AKB84. Okay. And if that does... I mean, it should sound familiar to you because of AKB48. Yeah. But the reason why it's AKB84 is because it's a Japanese pop group of all old women. Like all over gr- the age of eighty four? No, no, no. Uh, the their average age is eighty four. What? So they like anywhere from sixty something to ninety seven. I think was their oldest member. Holy crap! Are you kidding me? Yeah. So there's a ton of these old Japanese ladies and grandmas and everything who made this really funny and kind of. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, KBG eighty four. K KBG eighty four. Yeah, not the KGB. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we have that. Uh, that's oh, okay. You know what? I'll post the video that they made in the description. There, there is, in fact, a music video to it. And yeah. it's, it's surprisingly catchy. I'll, p- <laughs> I'll post that. And over on Facebook, we got messages from uh, Wicked Fan Keto, where Keto sent us a pretty cool thank you message. Hey, I was having a tough time at the gym uh, the other day, and so I just threw on your guys' podcast. He played an older episode, which was episode 50. That was the hentai episode. Was it really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is he lifting? Yeah, and then he's just like... <laughs> every, And when I listened to it, it gave me just this great thing, and I could lift it every time. Like, is, he, was, is he trolling us right now? I hope so. Um, <laughs> and, and he said... Uh, and also, girls, the girls just started showing up, you know? And, and it was when he played that episode. Ugh. So, so he says, this means I've discovered that Wicked Anime makes you noticeably cooler and stronger every time. Can you even lift this huge rock? Yes! <laughs> You're the man, Keto. We love you, man. man. Yeah, our fan Eric, he said he was catching up on the SoundCloud from the, on the po- uh, podcast SoundCloud. Oof. And uh, said that we should give this stupid little quiz to the stupid awesome, oh, stupid awesome analyst, this quiz for me. Which, I'm just going to read through it, because I mean, I've, I actually, uh, I, I saw this comic before... <laughs> Yeah, beforehand, so I already knew all the answers. Yeah, he sent us this little, uh, (laughs) he sent us a Rage comic. Maybe I'll give it to Victor. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Victor. He'll never get it. I couldn't get it. There's 500 bricks bricks on a uh, a plane. You drop one out, how many bricks are left? 499 bricks. (laughs) Good. Uh, what are the three steps to put put an elephant in a fridge? Open the fridge (laughs) and shove it in there. Yep, open the fridge, uh, put the elephant inside, close the fridge. Now, what are the four steps? The four steps to putting a deer in the fridge. Breaking its antlers, and then. <laughs> nope. Open the fridge. Take the elephant out. Put the deer inside. Close the fridge. Uh, <laughs> <son of a bitch. laughs> 
All right, next it's the lion. It's the Lion King's birthday, and all the animals are there except for one. Why is that? I said, think of the last question I just asked you. Oh, because the elephant or the deer is in the fridge. That's right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> next one. How can an old woman cross a swamp filled with crocodiles? This is impossible. There's no. There's no crocodiles because it's the Lion King's birthday. They're all the Lion King's birthday. <laughs> It's an impossible question. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then uh, this is the last question. In the end, an old lady. Uh, now the old lady still died. Why is that? <laughs> because the brick fell on her head. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was like this funny little rage comic that Eric sent. I would have never been able to get that. <laughs> I know it's really ridiculous, but it's kind of funny. Uh, rage comics are still ridiculous because they're still going strong. There's like the strongest meme on the internet. I will be stupidly analyzing some something for you all, hopefully in the near future. I should have talked about it during what we're watching, but I didn't. Next up, uh, we have our good buddy Anthony from IamThink.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wanted to participate in our harem episode. That's right. Uh, Anthony from IamThink says he wanted to give uh, his harem a shot. And he would base all of his uh, harem girls off of the uh, robot masters from Mega Man 2. So Metal would be this crazy inventor who always gets injured by her own inventions. Wood is a protective nature freak. Uh, Air is the tsundere that uh, always gets uh, that always pushes everyone away. Crash is the uh, drill-haired girl. Quick is hyperactive, surprise. Heat is a security guard that never seems to uh, never seen out of her booth. That's funny. Yeah. Flash Sleepy girl that can't uh, can't get out of bed until she's hit the snooze button at least five times. That sounds exactly like Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> Bubble. I hate getting out of the morning. <laughs> Good at swimming, but not uh, but not much else. That's so my fetish. <laughs> Metal girl is best. Yeah, and we actually also had another harem yeah. participant too. A new writer <laughs> to us, I believe, uh, Anna. Yeah, I wonder. I can't remember if Anna uh, had uh, emailed us before. But anyway, she also wanted to take part in this too, and she had an awesome idea for a harem. She wanted to take the concept and turn it on its head like a parody, and she wanted to take one of the girls who is a part of a harem going after one guy as the main character. And so her, it's from her perspective trying to go after the one guy fighting against all these other girls. Uh-huh. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a really, really, really good idea. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a really inspired idea. Almost like, do you remember that Tumblr post about the the person who is trying to avoid being a main character in an anime? Like, they are born with different colored hair, and that's a funny Tumblr post, too. I like that one. Uh-huh. And trying to lead their life not being the main character of an anime, but they are, they're destined to because their hair is a different color than everybody else. Um, but hers is like this, too. And then, like, she has this problem. She's trying to go get the other guy, but she keeps failing in every attempt to get the other guy to know him because of all the other girls in the harem. And so she goes to her guy friends in return, you know, to get to get advice on how to go out with guys. And because of that, it turns into an otome. <laughs> That's, that is so fantastic. Yeah, I really like that idea, and I would dig that anime. Cool. I'm, like, so impressed by this idea. It's so cool. It's such a good idea. You know, Temsu also really liked, uh, he sent us a message also really liking the uh, harem episode too. I, I'm, I'm really proud of that episode. That's why it was, it, it took so long to get out because I wanted to be sure that it was a- absolutely right to do. And I, I loved it. I yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you guys really, you guys seem to be really taking on to the, uh, the harem episode. So we were really glad that you liked it. And, uh, and of course, Temsu being a part of our Monster Hunter crew also wanted to let us know that, hey, I got my first successful capture. Yeah. Congratulations, Temsu. We'll see you next Monster Hunter weekend, hopefully. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 
And uh, that is all for fan service, guys. Uh, we thank you for uh, listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. Thank you, Victor, for auditioning with us. Maybe we're <laughs> hoping to see you again. Absolutely. Let's throw some shameless plugs. It's, yeah, it's time to throw out some shameless plugs for you guys. As you know, you can email us if you want to join the creepy Halloween discussion. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we post crazy news stories. You guys can talk to us there, post stuff to our page, uh, all that kind of kooky stuff. Uh, You can get news on videos and updates anywhere else. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash wickedanime. If you're not already there listening to the podcast, if you're not there listening to that on Nerdy Show, of course, nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you can also find our videos if you're not listening to our podcast there. And you can find our videos also at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. You can also find us at tumblr.com, which is wickedanime.tumblr.com, where we post semi-frequently on there crazy things we see from around the internet, mostly from Peter Payne and cute moe things or something, if you maybe. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us at twitter.com, and you can tweet at us at yowickedanime. If you're not listening to this uh, podcast on iTunes.com. We did it. We did it, guys. High fives. Everywhere. Woo. High fives. Self five. Homeschool high fives. Homeschool high fives. Oh, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We will see you in November because of the skip week, remember? Um, Sad. Yeah. But you guys can also find us all around the internet. You know, we can uh, you can chat, chat with us anywhere. And, of course, we're going to let you know about the upcoming Monster Hunter weekend for the month of October. Uh, which actually will probably be the weekend that this gets released, I think. Probably. Maybe. We'll we'll notify you guys. Uh, and then possibly some Wicked Anna Play. If you go to twitch.com slash Wicked Anna Play, maybe there too. Oh, and hey, before the year closes out, you guys might want to go over to nerdyshow.com and check out that sweet survey we got going on. It really help us with some information about the show, how the show's going. Uh, we'd really love to hear from you. So go to nerdyshow.com slash survey, I believe. You'll find it right on the main page. It's everywhere. Go take that survey for us, guys. It'll really help us out. All right. So once again, we'll see you next time. And now it's time to sign out the only way we know how. Okay, bye. Bye. Say okay, bye. Yeah, you <laughs> did it. Oh, no, no, it's just a comic. Just scroll down and read it. Yeah, actually, yeah, that will make a fun thing for the show. Read it out loud. It was around 11.20 that night. I was draping, or draping, I was dragging myself home exhausted after a tiring, a tiring night study sessions at school. But there was no one on the street, which I thought was strange. I usually see a lot of people, even at night, since my apartment complex is pretty big. Anyways, feeling scared, I kept looking down on the ground while walking home. Suddenly, a shadow stretching towards me caught my eyes. Although there wasn't anyone around me, I looked up to see who was there and saw a woman walking in front of me, but she looked a little strange. I could say that she looked crippled since she was limping and struggling to walk in front of me. Since she was walking very slow, I soon caught up with her. Up close, I was able to see her even better. She was wearing dirty pink pajamas and looked as if all her joints in her body had been twisted. Worse, her hair was a mess and sticking out to everywhere. 
It seemed so weird that I stopped walking. I felt like I shouldn't have gotten any close to her, nor did I have the guts to pass her by. Oh yeah, please don't be terrifying. That is- Ah, oh my god! <laughs> you know, people say if you're really surprised that you can't even scream, that was right. I froze there, not being able to move like- Ah, oh, where's my baby? <laughs> my thoughts were racing to her question. Oh my god, I don't even know what I was thinking when I did that. It gives me chills, thinking that that moment, I answered, pointing as far as I could. Over there. I just wanted her to get away from me. Then she limped towards where I had pointed to, and I couldn't see her anymore. Fearing that I might run into her again, I tried to turn around and leave the, that apartment complex. I could not think of anything but to get to a place where there would be people around. At that moment, she is not here! I heard her screaming from far away, racing towards her with her head just and neck just constantly twisting. I don't remember anything from then on. I heard that my neighbor found me passed out on the ground and took me home. In 2007, at an apartment complex in Bongchidong, Gua-Aku, Seoul, a 33-year-old woman jumped off an apartment and died on the spot. Known as Surname Cho, a divorcee due to her extramarital affair, she had lost her custody of her two-year-old daughter and decided to commit suicide. After that incident, Cho was seen walking around the apartment complex several times. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so These that, uh, I'm never gonna. It's weird because in my in my town, there's been some stabbings in my apartment complex area. So thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes. Or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.